Yo, what's up and welcome back to another episode of The Movie Newbie. I'm your host, Jibril Sahemi, and as usual, I am joined by the two guys, the two legends, the two... Keep going, keep going. Uh, hermanos, the... Um, Whoa, come on, keep the, going. The fellowship of the movie, the movies. Uh, <laughs> shit, uh, uh, damn it. Uh, uh, you almost had it there. I the almost it. had it. I almost uh, had it. It was almost the return of the yeah. king. Shit. Yeah. Anyways, we're here. Uh, Raf, how about you say hello first? Oh, man. I and s- how about... In a haiku. Ooh. I feel so damn good. It feels really nice to be. Let's get it going. Nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Haiku. Do you want to try that? Or no. Just no, I, I, do, no. I do not. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. I actually don't know what the meter of a haiku it's is. Five, five seven, seven, five. five yeah. yeah. Five, seven, five. Nice. No, no, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. I also, I would Hi. like to, I would Hi, like, I'm over. <laughs> nice to be here. I would like to say uh, it feels good to, to feel good. And also, mm. like, I want to, like, represent some class 95 here, some, like, Singapore class 95. Sounds good. Feels good. <laughs> oh Wait, is that, is that a ra- radio station? Yeah, yeah. Gold, it's Gold ninety five. Sorry, Gold ninety five. Yeah. Class, yeah. class uh, ninety five. <laughs> you reference like some complex thing, yeah. like, a, like a, the rap freshman of ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm here kind of begrudgingly, y'all, because I got um, kind of not given, but um, but proposed tickets for, to watch Streetcar Named Desire with Paul Mescal, <gasps> but I had to turn it down because I'm here in the fucking studio with y'all. So. Better Try and be, sound a little excited. To y'all, be y'all, y'all better be thankful. I turned Paul Mascal down for y'all. So wait, we have to thank you for doing your job and coming <laughs> and showing up for your theme. You know what? We booked a studio. Semantics, wow. bro. <laughs> Thank you for uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here for another episode of the Yo What's Up show, where we talk about pretty much whatever the fuck we want to talk about. <gasps> yeah, and so, we swear. Yeah, we swear. Well, I, we I got the explicit swear. sign on this podcast. Yeah, we do. We got that uh, uh, e. Yeah, we'd get copy striked N- or whatever N- it's C-16? called on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> NC sixteen or R twenty one. Well, yeah. Since we've talked about like LGBTQ, it would be R twenty one, right? In Singapore? It would be. Yeah. yeah, in Singapore, it would be R21. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, so what's the topic of the day? Who wants to go first? Actually, um, Ollie had a, the topic of the day, I think. Yeah, well, I just had an idea. I think I mentioned this to you guys briefly before we started recording. But um, So we, we've been talking about the Oscars a lot. By the time this episode comes out, uh, it will have been a few weeks since the Oscars took place. But um, something that people were talking a lot about after the night was Kehi Kwan's speech. And how moving and inspirational it was. And I think we can all agree it was pretty wonderful. Like he's a, he's in addition to being a a really cool actor and a legend of the screen and, you know, big, you know, big plus for AAPI representation. He also just seems incredibly sweet and like really genuinely happy to be there. So when he got up on stage to win, he was so genuinely moved considering how long it's been since he was in the spotlight. Mm. And he had this line where I think he was looking straight at the camera and he said, never give up on your dreams. And it elicited this massive, like, you know, thunderous applause from the yeah. audience. And then I've seen a lot of people since then, since that, say, never give up, never give up on your dreams, y'all. Mm. Um, but it got me thinking, like, is it always a good idea to never give up on your dreams? So all of us, all three of us here in this room, mm. we're all 
we we have dreams like everybody does mm-hmm. and i think to one extent or another we're all pursuing them mm. yeah uh pursuing those dreams in terms of our like career aspirations mm-hmm. and i think it's good to keep the faith and keep going because that's what you know the people that make it are people who didn't give up on their dreams ultimately yeah but as we know most of the people that pursue their dreams do not win oscars and go up on stage a lot of them it, it doesn't work out for them a lot mm-hmm. of the time. At least when it comes to, let's just look at it specifically in terms of making it in the arts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so is there a time where it's like sensible maybe to, 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 to not pursue your dreams and to think about prioritizing other things like your own mm. well-being or having a family or just being in a place of security or, or not doing, pursuing the dream if it may be, um, if it's not good for you or healthy for you mm-hmm. anymore? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just thought I'd open the floor up for nice. discussion there. Yeah, 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 that's a really good, really good topic. Uh, I think when you first proposed it on the group chat, I was like, "Damn, this is gonna, yeah, yeah this is gonna spark some some interesting conversations." Yeah. I mean, we're and we're all we're all to a certain degree, if not actively pursuing our dreams, we're all artists. We're all in or yes. have been in the industry in and out. Um, yeah. So we all kind of get this, right? Mm. Uh, I think for me as an actor, um, I. I'm kind of, I understand that pursuing your dream is a lifelong journey for like, for me being an actor is going to be a lifelong journey, but I also understand that I can put that on hold. And I know that I have put that on hold to, to sustain other parts of my life. I remember being so like addicted to pursuing my dream to like, getting this career started to really uh, establishing myself in the industry, whether that was in Singapore or Australia and Canada or here, I remember like, I want to make it, I want to work. I want to, but I, 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 I forgot that about living my own life because I was so Mm pre-focused on like doing that. And, and, and I didn't even know what that really meant or how to actually get that started, That I forgot how to live. I forgot how to like live for myself and find out my other hobbies, my other likes, my Mm -hmm. other dislikes Mm -hmm. to like really be a fully fledged human. Um, so one thing that I've always, um, set as an advice to myself or spread uh, to other people. Like when I was teaching acting in Vancouver, go live your life first and then maybe pursue the dream because you'll really understand whether you want it or not. I think go, go live your life, go understand who you are, go find yourself and then see if the dream still aligns with with you, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. because that's when sometimes you can put your dream on hold. You're like, actually, I think I want to do this instead. Mm. Or actually, um, it doesn't really align with anything that I am currently pursuing. So I'm going to put it on hold. The greatest thing for me as an actor is like, I can put it on hold. I can I can put it on hold now and maybe act when I'm 35 or when I'm 40. Wait mm-hmm. for those roles to come mm-hmm. out. Um, so for me, it's a lifelong thing. And I don't mind putting my dream on hold in order to pursue something else. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess I have the like uh, similar similar sentiment towards what you're saying. Mm. It honestly depends on what you think the dream is, right? Mm, yeah. You, sometimes you don't even know what the dream is. Like when I was younger, I wanted to be a musician up on stage, like playing guitar and in a band. And mm. um, as life went on, that obviously like became less important to me. I discovered new things. Um, and obviously like even things that were outside of my control, like bands weren't really popular you know they weren't really seen there was a rise of like electronic music and hip-hop and then my 
ideas and music kind of diverged into another thing. But I also always um, pursued as many things as I wanted. I never really had like a sole uh, thing. So maybe if my dream was to be a musician, I figured like, okay, I don't have to be a, a, the artist. I could work around that area. It doesn't have, it's not the end all be all. Like if I don't become an artist, mm. then the dream's over. You know, I think working towards towards a goal is just as uh, beneficial mm. as achieving a goal. Mm. Yeah. You know, and sometimes when people set things that are too far away, it can be quite difficult to actually achieve. So it's honestly about how you put like your point of view and how you see accomplishment. Yeah, so when I heard that speech, because I loved, like, his performance, and I just, I, I, I say the same thing as you, like, he's just an, such a likable guy. Yeah. Right? Like, I saw him giving uh, Harrison, or Harrison Ford was giving him a hug, and Harrison Ford doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah. And to see Harrison Ford be like, oh, I'm so proud of you, and give him a hug and stuff, like, yeah. it's, it, it was really nice to see. So, um yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm interested because you're someone who did put kind of it on hold yeah. for so yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, no, I think you guys added such a refreshing perspective to the conversation. So I don't know if I have a, a ton to add. I think I do land somewhere similar to you guys. I, I really like what you said, Jabril, about if the dream is this really far off, highfalutin sort of goal. Let's just use the familiar examples like winning an Oscar, for example, yeah. or, you know, selling out Madison Square Gardens in a rock band, then um, then maybe, yeah, that is going to be a, an ultimately like an unlikely and a really punishing experience for you because that's a really, really rare thing to accomplish and it's really sure. difficult and there's a lot of things that are out of your control. Um, so I wonder if like maybe if pursuing the, if the dream is somehow wrapped up in pursuing the dream as well. Like mm-hmm. if, if it... Like even if you're not getting the sort of recognition that you want, or maybe you're you're not you know making a a great living off it yet. Anyway, if pursuing that dream and trying to make it in whatever shape or form gives you some sort of fulfillment or pleasure, mm-hmm. and you decide like I actually prefer living my life this way as opposed mm-hmm. to whatever the alternative is to you know when you're not pursuing a dream, for example, yeah. then that makes it worth it. And then that's that's yeah. Then it doesn't matter whether or not you get to that far off mm-hmm. destination because. In a way, you're already there. Yeah. And, and that thing of like, again, like I re- reiterate the point of like knowing yourself because once you know yourself, you carve out the dream differently. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you, right? When I was younger, sure, that was the same thing. I had the same yeah. idea of like making it, you know, to, to the red carpet. You see the flashing lights. You see the flashing yeah. lights and then yeah. you grow older. And you, and you rehearse your, your Academy Awards speech in front one, of the mirror. Uh, all the time. But it's like, it's one of those things where you adapt to your circumstances, to your journey, and you learn to appreciate other things. uh, And you carve out something else that's just as enticing and exciting. Because you're like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not trying to maybe win the Oscar for now. The thing that I'm trying to do is just to be a working actor. And that's giving me excitement just to work as an actor. Right. Yeah. Um, So it's, it's, it's really getting to understand who you are as a human. So then that dream also molds itself to your compatibility. Being like flexible about it as well. Like looking at your dream as um, almost like it's made out of clay as opposed to something that's made out of, you know, uh, marble and that it can change and adapt and be molded over time. Because we also, what we wanted when we were 16 is not the same. It's unreasonable that we wouldn't want the same thing exactly when we're 
30 or 35 or 40 yeah. or however, whatever age. Mm-hmm. So it's important to be in constant dialogue with yourself about what that dream is mm-hmm. and what it is that mm-hmm. makes, what actually makes you happy. Because there's another thing, there's some people who decide, you know, I've had enough of it, the quote unquote dream. And the dream for me yeah. now is maybe do something that gives me like other sorts of pleasures, you know, huge... or being around my friends and family or getting to travel. Yeah. You know? Like a huge example of that is uh, Mr. Malcolm in the middle, Frankie Munoz. Muniz. Muniz. Mm, yeah, yeah. He, he, like said, okay, I'm kind of done with acting right now. Well, he'd also made like a lot of money. Oh, yeah, he made kid. a lot of money, <laughs> yeah. but like, um, there's so many countless actors that would still yeah. continue yeah. and go on. Sure, but sure. he was like, my passion is in racing cars. Yeah, and he now yeah. I think is on the grid for NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. and he worked towards that, and he realized that that's what his passion yeah. was. But then I get where the the critiques of this kind of conversation comes from because like it can't all be positive. And no, there's certain, yeah. it it falls under the category of maybe like mental health and yeah. maybe yeah. you see a lot of people that quote unquote achieve their dream. Like let's say, uh, taking a reference out of football, Jesse Lingard. Sure. He was someone that dreamed his entire life to play for Man United, got there, started to play for England, got the shirt, he scored and had massive uh, success with what he did. And then because of certain things, maybe like, he found out that he had other passions, you know, he liked doing other things and get criticized for it. And then just falling away from something that maybe that was his achievement. And then now it kind of, you kind of got it. It kind of got it. And then it's like, ah, yeah. How do I go forward from here? It, it, it can be a very, it can stale you a little bit. Yeah. Or you can see it with loads of these actors, like child actors. I think that's where, um, I can see it being a little bit, uh, detrimental because you can get a uh, little glossy-eyed. I guess mm. you want yeah. you want to see something and you kind of mm. put something fake into your head. Or I don't, I'm not mm. sure if I'm saying also, it correctly. No, no, no. Yeah. But it's it's. I think uh, what you're bringing out is uh, what what I experienced as an actor. It's waves, man. Like you'll never catch the same wave, and mm-hmm. you'll also never catch consistent wave. Mm-hmm. Consistent work does not exist in our field. Yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. not something that. If that's something that you're that you're into and that you're like, yes, I'll be working like no, change your mind of that immediately because you will never mm. work consistently. It will be waves. You will have a, a great wave at one point and you're gonna feel as high as can be and mighty and great. And then that's going to die down and you're probably going to have like your next wave might not come for another five to 10 years or it'll come, you know, the next morning. But that's what you have to understand. It, it comes in waves yeah. like me now not getting work after last year, getting like mm-hmm. quite a consistent amount. Now I'm experiencing this like this like low tide low, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, it's not nice. But also I've, I've, I've experienced it enough to know like it'll come again. Mm-hmm. Just trust. Keep doing the work. Trust, trust yourself. Process. Trust the process. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, but like, just looking at the flip side for a moment, because I think the reason, part of the reason we brought this conversation up is I think, I, I really like how we're being a little bit more abstract about what the dream is and about fulfillment and all that. But if looking at it in more literal terms, I think the reason I wanted to talk about this and why I've heard this being brought up in other places is because I think there is a, an obsession with things like achieving your dream at all costs or sunken cost fallacy as well. Like yes. the idea that Sorry, if you've what's, been- What's the sunken cost So fallacy? it's like the idea that if you've, poured enough time or money in this case it I guess it'd be more like time or resources oh, right, and something right. you can't back out because then you'll have yeah you'll have just lost in, yeah. in, in which is mm-hmm. which is ultimately a fallacy the idea that yeah. you have to keep going once you've invested but beyond a certain point so you have people that who are 
you know, let's just use the acting example yeah, here, yeah, yeah. who want who are not working as actors, who are not getting work, but have been trying for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. thing is, they're not getting anything out of it other than the pers- the, the hope that they'll get to their that dream yeah. point. So it's bad on their mental health. Yeah. It puts them in jeopardy. Honestly. It that, makes ladies it, and gentlemen, is the Joker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, no, exactly. Hey, well, but like, yeah, so I think you need to extent. have, you need to check with yourself. No. Like, how important yeah. is this to me? Because you brought up, you referenced, you know, my own situation before. And mm. I think, uh, yeah, I did, I did, um, you know, I, I've moved to another industry in the past um, and, you know, I still keep various interests, but at the same time, I think at the point I did take a step away temporarily from mm. the, from film and TV, which is what I was predominantly doing before. It was because I had a conversation with myself and I was like, this current situation is not working for me. It's not yeah. making me happy. Yeah. Mm. And I have other priorities that yeah. I may not have had before. And I think it's important to trust that, but also know that you can come back to it because not every, like you said, not everything works on a straight trajectory. Mm. You don't have to cons- look at milestones when it comes to age either. Yeah. I think, yeah, you just, yeah. And opportunity can be somewhere else. It's not always in the linear path that you think. You know, you're 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 going ahead in this path, and you think that a, the yeah. opportunities will come because you're on this path. It it could be in like the fucking next street. It could be somewhere else yeah. entirely. Yeah. Well, you it's know like what Brendan I mean? Fraser, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a fine example. Talking about yeah. Harrison Ford, he Harrison was Ford, yeah. he mm. was an out of work actor, and then I believe he was he also knew he he had experience as a carpenter. Yeah, so he was making money as a carpenter, and I think he'd all but given up on acting, and then. You know, he gets a job as a carpenter, and guess whose house it is? Mr. George, George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. 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 Guess who re- calls Reason. him up when he's casting his next movie? Yeah. Mm. So, just like that, I think it's 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 good to to say to yourself that like you can do something else because an opportunity could just arise from that from you changing. Like I I am an adamant and and I love change. I embrace change, and I feel like we should all embrace change every now and then because it can offer so much. Yeah. And I just, just maybe like a last point to put onto the um, success in your field and like maybe just getting credit, like like getting an award or whatever, doesn't have to be the dream. No. Just being there could be the yeah, dream. For and, sure. um, yeah, just to maybe finish it off with that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. No matter what, it's basically what you put into it. But oh, damn, this is, I just realized, sorry, I just got like super self aware. Um, <laughs> This is such a nice conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah really enjoyed very this. Nice, yeah. Very nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be a lot more potentially downbeat than no, it, it ended up being. So I'm quite really happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, this this kind of conversations. Like, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do more um, of these. We should have more of these. Yeah. And back to dumb stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what else? So another thing that comes in waves is the fucking constant stream of Pedro Pascal's series that have been. I thought you're about out. to make a quarter sex <laughs> reference right there, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wave of like the fungal the, infections. The waves of fungal infections. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of fungal infections, have you Ooh. seen The Last of Us? <laughs> nice segue. Segue. Smooth. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna be talking about what we've been watching and as the usual segment in this uh, show. And yeah, yeah, we've all pretty much wrapped up with uh, The Last of Us season one. We have indeed. As has half of the world, it seems. Yeah. It's a super popular show. It's, it's a hit. Yeah. It's I a mean, HBO hit. It's probably been, like, it's it wrapped up maybe about a month ago since this podcast <clears throat> has come out. So, mm. yeah, if you haven't watched it, then whatever. Spoiler We're spoiling alert. it. Yeah. We're spoiling. Well, 
We are spoiling it. We can put a little. Um, <laughs> you know, we could always experiment with putting a little bumper at the beginning. Like bumper sticker. We're gonna bring up Last of Us spoilers here. Skip five minutes ahead if you wanna. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. that's what that. we do. Yeah. <laughs> That, that'll be our yeah. spoiler noise. Uh, has anyone seen the videos of the people doing the voices? Yeah, oh, it's, it's crazy. so funny. Like, that, that vocal work, yeah. though. So, yeah. um, okay, I have two questions for you guys. Then start kickstart this conversation. First, did you play the video games uh, before watching the show? And then two, what did you think of the first season? Um, I'm gonna go with Jabril first. Yeah, I'm gonna say I did not play the video games. Okay, mm. I watched my friends play. I didn't have a PlayStation, so. I never played oh, the game. Okay. No. <laughs> if only Microsoft yeah. made good games. Well, I mean, they had it on the place. <laughs> they had it on the PC, but I just never got it. Um, yeah, I was too busy getting laid. No, uh, <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> With the comeback. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah it's cool if you're a Yo, virgin. Leave, <laughs> leave me out so of this. So I was like, guys. Elon Musk has come back there. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. All jokes aside, um, I was. Doing other nerd stuff. Um, I really like this. I love the season, but the last episode, I felt like I don't know. I wish they maybe kind of like uh, it felt so abrupt. And I've been hearing a lot yeah, about actually a I'm, few of my friends. Yeah, did maybe if it was like abrupt. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if it was like that in the in the game. And I'm just kind of. I feel like. As if maybe Pedro had other things that he had to do, and they couldn't really like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. only got Pedro for five more days. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's doing the Mandalorian after this. Yeah, he's got to <laughs> go. He's got to go sit silently in a suit. And he had that yeah. movie as well, where he played himself. What's that movie with Nick Cage? Unbearable, Unbearable weight of massive weight of talent. talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just seemed really abrupt, and I feel like they could have maybe expanded on like the like what happened to Ellie. But I guess maybe they'll do that. In the next season, yeah, yeah, that's um, that's for uh, that's for part yeah. two stuff, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I'm I'm a massive fan of of the game. Big fan of this show as well. I feel like uh, as an adaptation, this was a fateful and beautiful adaptation. It's the most successful adaptation we've seen a video game, you mm, know. Do. Yeah. So that's what a world we live in. Yeah. Um, but the game, obviously, in like, the English language, I'm in, sure there's yeah. yes, there's probably adaptations mm. of others. Um, but um. As as a game, I think the ultimate experience is is the game is the so, is the actual source material um, because there's a lot of gameplay elements that actually um, enhance the story itself mm-hmm. uh, that you can't quite get yeah. uh, in the TV show. So I feel like the TV show is a great thing for like non gamers and people that don't know the game because yeah. it's just a great immersion into this like awesome world yeah. um, but there's just something they won't quite get because of the gameplay element that yeah. adds so much to the story I mean I can yeah. see it like I can see yeah. it when it's happening there are certain things that like <laughs> my mind will go like this is what it probably looks like yeah. in the game Ellie, like, grab me that ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, that's, that, that was a game moment. Yeah, yeah, that was a game moment. That was a game moment. Which, like, cool. Like they did, they did sprinkle here and there yeah. uh, elements of that world. Like, oh my god, I did that. Also, in the I game. feel like in the last episode when he like full on takes down about like yeah. thirty people. Like, yeah, that's a video game thing that would never happen that, in real yeah, life. Yeah. That's like when you're in a video game, you end up killing about like approximately four thousand people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, but I, I will say, I, I'm with you there. I feel like. It's, 
especially the maybe the last two episodes, just felt like I was like, oh, they're the shortest episodes of the whole season. Like, yeah. why is that? Um, usually, you know, you get finales as as the bigger episodes, um, and it especially did, HBO. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, HBO are known yeah. to do that. Um, so it did feel a little rushed, uh, just a little like short. Um, but it's it's for me because I've experienced the game. I know that they've mirrored a lot, especially the last few episodes were like mm-hmm. identical mirrors, and I was like, I kind of wish they like experimented like a little bit outside yeah. the uh, the frames of, of the game. Because you were a saying bit. that the the good thing was how they expanded off of the game. Yes. And they like um, like I think was it Frankie and yeah, Frank, Frank, yeah, yeah, Frank and um, Frank and Walt, uh, no. Frank and his lover. Frank and his um, lover. Yeah, but yeah, they Bill. see that's Bill. Bill and Frank. Yeah, yeah Bill, and Frank. Bill and Frank. Yeah. Um, but see, that's that's see they 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 dared to yeah. go that extra mile to make something creative and and just something out of like a piece of paper that you find in the game, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like you know, that's yeah. ingenious. And I'm like, mm. I wish they kind of did that more with some of the references that you did find in the games, where you're finding a note that explains yeah. a story. Because yeah. that's or what like the, the the death thing. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Sam, yeah, Sam, Sam. Yeah, Sam um, being deaf. I thought. Or, or the expansion of of the infection and how they kind of slightly changed that. I that was my biggest, um, like that my biggest like drawback. Uh, they kind of push brushed that to the side. Like they made this whole expansion on the infection and like how basically uh, the infected are all like interconnected a little bit. And there's this like you know omnipresent kind of feeling about like how the infections everywhere. Oh, like they Even communicate. A, they communicate through the earth. Through yeah. the earth. Uh, and then after like the fourth episode or the fifth episode, yeah, the big like gone. the big blow, it kind of just left. And, yeah, and yeah. but 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 still, the show is about like finding a cure. And I'm like, cure for what? There's no zombie. Like, there's yeah, no, there's no infection. Well, <laughs> <You know? laughs> like I was talking to Lorna about it recently. Lorna, who was on the show a few months ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. a few a few episodes ago, um, she was saying that uh, she noticed the fact that there was no zombies or whatever mm. infected anywhere, but. It was to highlight the fact that actually humans are the ones that you of should course. be afraid of. Yeah, of it's course. that classic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's almost become a bit of a trope at this point. That True. When you have a zombie show or a movie or book, the, the twist is, is that but but it's people that you really need that to be afraid, really afraid of. of the, the yeah. human being, humanity, when stripped to its most you know, scared state, basically, or to yeah. its... Um, yeah. Fair essence. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. They're the real monsters. Mm. Um, I, I'll just chime in and say, I, I actually was pretty positive on the season overall. Mm. I, I have played the games before, but it had been quite a, a long time, almost 10 years since I'd played the first game. Right. So I'd forgotten a lot of everything that had happened, actually. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember, like, I was watching with my partner and she was like, oh, this is really cool. I was like, yeah, this is really cool. It's like, wow, this is amazing. And then I remembered that it actually had, was taken straight from the game basically yeah. but I had forgotten um, yeah. but I, I liked where they expanded on it, on it in certain areas like the Bill and Frank episode I really thought the the um, the, the high point of the series or of this whole adaptation exercise was um, how they developed Ellie and Joel's relationship yes. even more mm-hmm. particularly with the portrayals of the acting sorry the performances from Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey who I thought yeah. was the highlight of the series um, I mean I, I think the voice actors who played those characters in the video game are phenomenal as well. Yeah. They did a really and, good job. And they did cameos. Troy Baker, yeah, exactly. Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson. Exactly. And I'd like to say in that last episode, this like like warmed my heart and brought me to tears, but it's it's literally Ellie, uh, it's Ashley Johnson bringing yeah. Ellie to yeah. life twice. Yeah. Also, you know who she also, twice. you know who Ashley Johnson, um, and also she's well, she giving birth. She a lot like Bella yeah, Ramsey too. Yeah, but also you know what she's, you know who she also played? She was the voice of um, Gretchen 
in uh, Recess. Oh, no oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, which I, yeah, which I always love to think about. Yeah. Um, Talented voice actress. But yeah, I, I thought the, I actually thought the last episode was fantastic. One of the best of the season. Mm. Um, and I liked that it was short because I don't, it felt like they didn't feel the, ne- like a necessity to stretch it out just because it was the ending. Mm. Yeah. And that they wanted to finish it just sort of focusing on the characters of, of yeah. um, Joel and Ellie. Um, but then there were low points too. I thought the addition of Kansas City and, the uh, Mel- Melanie Linsky character yeah. what was her name uh, was it Catherine yeah. or Kate or something Ka- like yeah, that Catherine I think yeah. uh, I mean I love that actress that? she was the um, like on the fourth and fifth she was episode. like running the the, fl- the firefly like resistance oh. in Kansas City and she was oh, she was kind right, of evil right. she was like evil. Yeah, she was yeah, set yeah. out to like murder Sam and yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, and she's so she, that wasn't in the game straight. no no that wasn't in the game yeah I hated her yeah, like, I, I, was just, like a, I just think they didn't have she, enough time to develop those storylines because they'd yeah. drop they'd, these characters really? would only pop, would pop up for like one or two episodes and then they'd be killed off yeah. and they just move on to the next town. Mm. And I think yeah, and the same thing with David in um, episode eight, the guy, the leader of that yeah. cannibal cult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I just felt like he game, was so that so, actor was so yeah. good and there were so many great parts of that episode, but then mm. he becomes such a cartoonish villain and I'm, by the end, and I'm like, this all happened in like mm. fifty minutes. Yeah. See, in the yeah. game, that should have been like two or three episodes. Yeah. That, yeah, no, for sure. See, this I mean, is what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there was a, a bit of a rush when it came to certain things, and it did feel like loading up for the next level. Yeah. Like, yeah, between and it wasn't things. even ten episodes, right? It was nine, yeah. so they could have definitely added one more. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like, but in the game, you see, that was my that was my most anticipated yeah. episode. That's that's that an part. amazing part of the game because, like, that is, uh, mm. and it's played by Nolan North, who does, um, who who voices that guy, who voices uh, David. Um, mm. And who is very famous for, do, for doing the Uncharted right. games? Um, but uh, yeah, that character, man, in the game, because there's more time, and you get to actually like uh, you are playing as Ellie, and there's like this whole sequence where you're fighting up zombies yeah. with him, and and there's this whole like and he tr- saves your life, and at he some saves point your life, as well, yeah, so yeah. you feel more Tru- indebted to him, yeah. you trust yeah. him more. So I feel like in the yeah in the episode that didn't really was expanded, mm. uh, so you you already felt like oh, I'm not yeah. gonna trust this guy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Let's take it a little bit back, and I wanted to ask you guys what um, what you think makes this a successful video game adaption, and why it's successful. Honestly, because because well, yeah. it it like it just beautifully translates on the screen. Like it's yeah. as easy as that, which is why they've they've just so easily mirrored scenes. Yeah, because it literally translates perfectly on the screen. Well, well, like the game came out the height of like what Walking Dead and two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Like I feel like the game was a cinematic game, which was kind of new at that time. Yeah, well, not yeah new, it was. But it was like I mean, I, Gear of Wars had come out like Unchar- just a couple of yeah, years yeah, before. Yeah, and Uncharted did a lot of the. I think cinematic like Naughty stuff. Dog in particular, they <laughs> were really dead, like, they were really upgrading what, or like expanding on the possibilities of what you could do with video games as a storytelling mechanism yeah. or as a cinematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Enterprise, which is a long way from their Crash yeah. Bandicoot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was exactly. gonna say, yeah, uh, or Spyro. But they, yeah, they were the kind yeah. of the first gaming developers that like wanted to make a cinematic, yeah. um, which you get in Uncharted. Like Uncharted, yeah. those games, like they were purely cinematic. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I think it was um, like the perfect combination of like story, um, the type of video game. Because like, let's say Halo, for example, which came out last year as well. Yeah, they didn't. They weren't allowed to have the same. Rights, so they couldn't operate in the same universe. Yeah. Similar to like Lord of the Rings, um, there's also like f- that, like like having an alien 
or like having these like crazy fantastical like you know super big machine gun with yeah, like yeah. lasers shooting out. I think it's harder to capture for the screen. Yeah, and also Halo's a space opera. Like yeah. you have to, I don't know, like to do that well is very more. It's yeah. a lot more complicated. Whereas Last of Us feels more grounded and real, and like yeah. there's there's more that even when you're limited with stuff, you can still make like a cohesive show out of it. Yeah. And again, the writing's brilliant. Yeah, and it's the two. Um, you know, Neil Druckmann is actually attached to this project yeah. as a showrunner. You know, yeah, yeah, which is he, a big he wrote deal. Most of the episodes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's huge. Yeah, that's what you need, man. You need the actual brains behind the operation to have control of this creative, you know, project. Yeah. Well, that was that was another excellent conversation. Could yeah. could do a whole episode <laughs> on that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, on a roll. Well, guy who didn't even want to come today. I know. How would God. you introduce your theme? I'm regretting so it less it. now because <laughs> of these conversations. Nice. <laughs> well, um, our. Our um, resident actor Hi. is is taking over the theme for this month, sure and he's got something really interesting. I I always talk about this, I think, on every episode, and yeah. yet he's doing the theme. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know I stole it from you. No, um, no, no, I think it was we're we're both fans of this, right? Um, but for my theme, I want to take a deep dive into the camera technique, the continuous take. Mm. Um, and I want to call this theme "Keep Rolling" because mm. I'm a sucker. I'm a huge fan of of the long take sequence, um, and I've always been. And I think you know one of my favorite movies being the movie that's going to be in this theme um, just opened up a whole new world of like the the possibilities of of these long takes and the creativity that goes behind it, and also the theatrical elements that go behind it. The fact that it lets the actors like do their thing, it gives the scene so much breath and levity and um, so I want us to like kind of go through that um, in three various ways with three uh, different movies. So the first movie that we will be going through is Alfred Hitchcock's um, experimental masterpiece, I will say, called Rope, uh, 1948, mm -hmm. I believe. Yep. Um and he was kind of the first one, along with Orson Welles, to utilize this uh, back in the golden age of Hollywood, let's say. Um, but he here he really emphasizes that technique by only establishing mm. kind of four long takes. Um, and we'll review this movie and we'll see like how it was first done, because this is the first kind of prime mm -hmm. example of that. Uh, and then the second movie we'll be going for, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Is it? Is it your favorite? Because you said it's your favorite. It's okay. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, I think. I think it's. It's along as being like one of my favorites. It's also just the, the movie I've watched the most. I think. Mm. Uh, Norbit. Exactly. But not, not the first many, one. The second. Not many people know this, but Norbit, all, all one take. Oh yeah, all, all one take. <laughs> A modern classic. Um, no, it's Alfonso Cuarón's Children of Men, which mm -hmm. is also Based on um, a, uh, a, a book that I love, uh, written by P.D. James uh, of the same name, but yeah, well, well Alfonso Cuarón just like changed my whole shit up. He, I was just like, "What's going on here?" Like this yeah. is this a big fan of the um, a uh, big the, fan of the long, long take. Sequence. Yeah, gravity the being show. yeah, gravity being another fine example. Prisoner Roma. of Azkaban. Prison of Azkaban. Absolutely. There's a long take in that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. There's there's loads. There's yeah, there's yeah, multiple. There's so there's many, multiple. Yeah. Again, he reinvented, reignited the the franchise. Well, yeah, he was. I think. Solely responsible for like the darkenifying, yeah, like making yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. fantasy yeah. and superheroes and shit for dark. Sure, yeah, for well, sure. other than the Dark Knight stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. So we'll be going through uh, Children of Men, which is, uh, in my opinion, a modern classic, but also mm. 
strongly utilizes uh, the long take sequences mm-hmm. in exceptionally brilliant ways. Um, it's uh, yeah, it was released 2006, and we'll be going through that. And then, last but not least, to its purest form, we will be looking at Victoria, uh, directed by Sebastian Schieper, I think his last name is, uh, or Schieper. Yeah, he's a German director, I believe. Uh, but he uses it, uh, this long take sequence um, in fucking, you know, steroids because he actually goes through the whole thing and it's a one actual long mm. take sequence um going from the evening to the morning right. uh it's it's utterly brilliant and um and there could be maybe one or two little sneaky cuts in there but it's right. just done so flawlessly that you're like wow this is this is brilliant so yeah those what, are the three, films. three great what picks. were the the ones that you had to push to the side for these three did you have any other ones in mind <sighs> honorable mentions honorable mm. mentions uh not that i think i talk my head honestly those, those are the three strong ones that came uh immediately but there was um has anyone seen that the revenant like, the revenant did use a few right. like long especially the first so you're saying long take not one take yeah i'll say like continue the continuous take right. i'll say only like, one film out of these 3 is, is actually all shot in one take and that's victoria victoria yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah yeah with which even then i think there is there is one but anyways we'll talk about it mm. yeah. we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see cuz uh, there's that chef movie that came out yes, before covid indeed. oh boiling boiling yeah, yeah, that, yes. was so that, yeah. that was quite recent that was very recent that was all one take i really like that shot, movie yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's that was also up there um and there are other there are other fine examples um mm. but yeah i think these three just like immediately struck out and i think i had to do children of men just cuz it's you know it's it's up there for me um so yeah it will be a nice little like uh technical kind of theme uh and i yeah i'm ready for it Nice. Keep rolling. Nice. Keep <laughs> rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of this episode. But before we go, bye, my lover. Since it's April, we've got a little thing coming out at the end of this month. You read you my mind. I is. thought I was going to have to chime in hey. and say uh, this. You want to take it this time? But, you take it, my guy. Uh, yeah, but, sure. May I? May okay. I say, like, before we uh, uh, talk about that, like, what else is happening in April? Can't think of anything. Okay, well, <laughs> and you call you, and you call well, yourselves actually, my best friends. <laughs> actually, before yeah, well, we wanted to do that and then finish it off with that. Uh, yeah, uh, you're too yeah. good to me. All right, go on then. Well, uh, I'll just make it quick then. Um, so April thirtieth, Sunday. Yep. It's a bank holiday weekend, so you're allowed to stay up late. But uh, Temps Rising, which if you've listened to this podcast for a while now, you'll have probably heard more than you care to. But uh, yeah, Temps Rise is coming back. We're doing a new uh, a new gig, a new show uh, at Behind the Wall, a great venue in Hackney. And as I mentioned, it is on Sunday, yeah. April 30th, uh, bank holiday weekend. So you can stay out late. I'm going to be performing that evening. Jabril's going to be performing that evening. This time I'm going to oh, be a soliloquy uh, no, for Richard II. We're um, still in negotiations on that, but... <laughs> a lot of great musicians are going to be performing and it's going to be a sick vibe and all of the money is going towards charity as usual. In this case, it is Red Nose Day. We're going to be dropping some mixes as well uh, yep. in anticipation of this uh, event. Um, but yeah, get your tickets on Resident Advisor. We'll we'll probably like knock a link back in this in this release. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We'll do some that. Some music, some live theater. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Sure. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, before we go, we also have to say because a few days after this episode comes out, our little resident actors turning right. 30. 
30 flirty and thriving. <laughs> so, instead of leaving us a five star review, can you please leave us a five star birthday wish for hey. our friend Aww. Raph over here? Very sweet. Yeah, Thank share, comment, subscribe. You know, that's what we want. We want hella birthday wishes for our. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Give me yeah. them champagnes. Give me them balls of Moe's. <laughs> All right. And we're going to end this one here. Stay tuned. The first movie we're going to do is Rope and Benji with the next one. Ciao, ciao for now, my people. <laughs>